Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everyone, welcome back to the shop floor. Hi everybody. Um, please like and subscribe, we've got to get that in now because- We're with, as desperate as ever. Without you, honestly, we can't do this. Another week still on the shop floor. Yeah, so, <laughs> get us out. <laughs> uh, this week we will be talking about renting houses, paying for mortgages, not that either of us can afford it. The rental market. Oh, I mean, right move has a f- I mean, hold on my soul at the moment. Oof, I mean, Following on from the heaviness of the job market episode last week, and we're right into the struggles of the rental and housing market. I mean, two quite heavy subjects, so bear with us, guys, but I think we need to be talking about this. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, I've my lease runs up in December. I would like to move because I've been living in a flat with black mould. Oh. My new best friend. It sounds like a kind of rock band, black mould. But it's a, it's a reality. It's living in my lungs. <laughs> it's, it's living, it's living it, rent-free. It's the only thing in London living rent-free. In your lungs. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny because it's quite terrifying. I mean, yeah. You read in the paper about, you know, young, young kids dying from... I mean, do you know what? I've noticed fatigue, things like that. And it's bad enough, like, when I wasn't working, actually, when I first got back and I couldn't find a job, as we've spoken about... God, I was I got so ill so quickly all the time. Really? Yeah, yeah. I really got ill. And now I'm at work because luckily I'm out of the house most of the time. I mean, viewers, I've got some, and listeners, I've got some insight. I've been to Jasmine's hovel. And <laughs> indeed, it is a basement flat, which many flats in London are. It's really nice, but you've had issues since you moved in and it's costing you a small fortune yeah they've painted well like any flat in london they've painted over it all so it's only starting to start to come through a few months into where we were living there and we're like oh my god signed a year lease you know the rental market's been crazy we've been trying to move for so long we cannot find anything less than without mold like it's like the mold is the added benefit they add on right move they're like this flat comes with um, an ensuite bathroom and luckily black mold. It's yeah. like you're almost, everyone expects it. It's the equivalent to 
an on-site sauna or something. Yeah, yeah. With black mold. Comes with Reishi complimentary mushrooms. black mold. <laughs> the thing is like a herbal remedy. Yeah. And... Um, but you know what really shocked me? Because for the last... Since 2017, I've kind of been living with friends or, you know, living in friends' houses. I, whenever I've rented, you know, my own tenancy, has always been a rolling contract. So after yeah. the year of the tenancy, it just became a rolling contract. There was no rent increase. You told me that those days had totally gone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in, especially in London, and I think it's all major cities in the UK, they know you're replaceable. They know that they, especially in London, the turnaround is so quick. Like they know you can be out in the same week and get someone new in that week. Yeah. Because the market is so saturated with people looking mm. that it's like, we've been making offers for flats. And I kid you not, there have been people offering two years rent up front. Two years rent up front, but also it's, we invite offers over 2,500 a month. And it's now like- Now people are bidding, you know? Yeah. It's like- we're not buying the property. That's no. known, you know, offers over was always if you were putting in an offer to buy a property. Now it's happening in rental in London. All the time. And we're getting just outbid because people can, and I'm kidding, not kidding you. They are paying so much money for these places, a little, literal shitholes. I mean, to give people, our listeners, a kind of some insight into, and it's happening across the country, that increases in rental prices but so for average what would you say a room and a house share average in london now thousand twelve hundred in a um, room share even with strangers you don't know yeah with strangers and not a great no one's often no out no no definitely no one's no shared bathroom yeah and invariably no outdoor space uh, yeah exactly for a, a very basic one bed we're talking two thousand one hundred plus yeah that sounds Absolutely, about right, doesn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, You know, my friend lives in Hackney, who actually I met working at Harvey Nichols in Knightsbridge. Yeah. And we're still really good friends. She lives in a flat, uh, in a block of, like an old Victorian mansion block. Yeah. Not a mansion. That's just what they call them. It's, you know, <laughs> Victorian mansion. flat living, apartment yeah, living. Yeah, yeah, I know and, the ones. Um, so the flat directly below her was, was being refurbished. She was, and I'm... I'm looking for somewhere to live, guys. Um, she was like, look at that. I was like, how much are you paying? She's like, I pay 1300 She's probably like, it's probably about 15 now. So I called the uh, landlord. I was like, I'm interested in the flat below uh, my friend. How much is it on for 2000 No. And for exactly the same flat, the same footprint, identical. They know they, they can, you can get the and money for it. And it was listed on the Monday... The the, the the agency said it went on the same day. Right, I've got a story like this. I Because I refresh, like, right move everything every single morning because I've been looking for ages. It's like an addiction. It is. It's like I'm on every single site. I have all my saved searches. And I had one and I found this flat. And it was actually, I found it on spare room. Someone wanted a lease takeover, which I thought was perfect because it meant I could get out of my mouldy flat into a flat that was cleaner before finding a more permanent place. And I was messaging on Spare Room. I was messaging on Rightmove. I rang up, booked a viewing with someone from Foxton's. I went, yeah, come in tomorrow, because I had a day off. Come in tomorrow uh, at this time. Did a, I was waiting for a confirmation email for a couple of hours. And I was like, God, it hasn't come through yet. So just to make sure I'll call up. I ring them up. Hi, I just want to confirm the viewing you booked with me Uh he goes, oh, actually, we've had a blind offer and we've uh, now taken the property off the market and someone's already got it. 
in in a kid you're not three hours so I wrote a scathing review like if you you know you shouldn't be able to put offers in on properties you've not These seen agents have no moral backbone but there's no government legislation that prevents them doing no. what they're doing you know it's they're taking advantage of people's desperation i read that new research has found that a staggering 19 percent of renters have had to move at least five times in the last five years due to you know either rent rises or landlords selling up i mean that is terrifying I mean, that's scary, isn't it? I mean, I can barely get hold of my landlord. There's always an excuse why she's not in contact with us. Oh, she's traveling with no Wi-Fi. Oh, she's got COVID. I mean, I can't get a call back. And we've been trying to get this, these things fixed for ages. I can understand why people are having to move because, you know, they're living in um, properties unfit for living. And I guess you've seen, and I've seen a lot, especially when I was a student, lots of the houses are converted into several flats and parts of the house that would have been like an outhouse, you know, not livable bedroom spaces are being converted into bedrooms. So they're not, they're not actually equipped for that sort of living, are they? Like for me, my basement flat now, that would have just been the basement of a house. Yeah. Not a yeah. whole flat. But also for... there's been a switch back now because, because landlords and buy to let landlords are struggling more to turn a profit. So what's re- is driving the sh- the rental shortage in London is that they are converting those you know townhouses that might have historically had five or six flats now turning them back into single occupancy okay. dwellings. Wow. Yeah. So the, the the actual the amount of rentals is reducing in London whilst right. the demand's increasing. No wonder. So where are you looking? What sort of thing are you looking for? Just for those people out there. So I've been living in house shares since 2017. And I think it's just kind of time. Well, I thought it would be time for me to move on and get my own place. Yeah. I'm still earning kind of in the low 30s. So it's impossible, actually, that I can rent a place on my own. It's just an impossibility. So even, you know, a couple of years ago, you could rent a studio space in from maybe 900 to 1,000. Now studios, 1,500, 1,500, easy. So I'm looking at going back into a house share and because I'm 40, most of, well, not most, but a lot of my mates have kind of sorted. You know, they're in relationships. Obviously being in a relationship really helps in terms yeah. of you're halving the rent or you're halving the mortgage. Yeah. If you're on your own, as I am. Um, you're never on your own. Oh, thanks, <laughs> you always babe. got me. It's tough. So I think I probably will end up in a, ha- a house share. Um, yeah. You know, and trying to save whilst working on the shop floor in retail is tough. I do save a tiny amount, but not much. That's towards like... Towards a deposit for a house. Yeah. But I'll be honest, in the last year, I have had to dip into my ISA because things have been really tough and things yeah, are yeah. so much more expensive. I totally agree. And actually, um, I I live with my partner. And so obviously the rent is halved. There is no way at all I can see, even probably in the next three years, that I would have been able to afford where I live now on my own. And yeah. that's scary because it's sort of, I'm sure for a lot of people, they're relying on their relationship to sort of help with their living situation. Do you not think that that's often what keeps, you know... Keeps people together. No, but also it's what keeps people in the jobs that they're in. It kind of certainly 
I found, you know, when I'm thinking about moving on from a retail gig, that I'm kind of nervous. I, I need to be sure that I have enough income coming in to cover all my expenses. So the Guardian's reported that um, for private renters, their uh, monthly spend equates to 42%. So 42% of their monthly income is spent on rent. And that's compared to an, a rental average of 33% across the country. And for people that actually own their property, 22%. So if you're renting in London, you're really up against it. I mean, I can be honest and say definitely probably half, more than half of my salary is on rent. And that I know is for a lot of Londoners. I've heard two thirds, you know. Yeah. And what's crazy is I listen to like all these financial advice things and they're saying, you know, this is how you can invest your money. This is how you be careful. This is the sort of fractions you need to break up your your Mm. thing. And it's like, no way could I do that. I mean, my rent is a massive hit. And it's also the what's allowing me to be in a city that has opportunities to work whilst I'm not getting them. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's swings and roundabouts. Yeah, and I, I can't afford tra- to not this rent. This is the tragedy of so often about retail and working in retail, the way that retailers are quite comfortable for their employees to never be able to afford to do these things. Yeah. To never be able to put one foot onto the property ladder. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Because if you're paying a salary in London of £30,000, you're not going to be able to buy a property. No, no. You might be able to get a, you know, help to buy, but you wouldn't, you'd struggle to buy a garage for... I know, sometimes I see listings for literal spaces, you know, just little garage spaces, and I'm thinking, could I convert it? (laughs) 100,000. I'm like, how could I make that a livable space, like tiny homes? Yeah, but I think I was having a conversation, actually, with my, the current shop that I work. I said that the owner is an interior designer, and we had this conversation about we do need, there isn't the physical space in London. We, obviously, the, the government aren't building enough houses. Yeah. That's, you know, this demand is outstripping supply. Yeah, yeah. But I do think we need to kind of shift our focus to smaller living, you know, more kind of studio living that you see in Paris and New York. Yeah. We, young people don't necessarily, aren't asking for huge apartments. They just want a space that they can call home with a desk, with a bed, with a bathroom. A lot of people don't use the kitchen very often, but spaces that work for people but, and yeah. are affordable. 
But the difference between here and say New York, right, is like you've just said, they don't use their kitchen very often because actually eating out in New York is a lot cheaper than eating out here. But like in, in a sense of, it's easier to pick up food outside of the work. Like for me, my kitchen needs, I want a nice kitchen that works because I cook. Because yeah. if I don't cook, I can't afford a meal deal for lunch next day. Like mm. that is important. I know, I understand the small living of space, but also I think the effects that that has on mental health. Like I grew up not in a city. I grew up more rurally. And I, when I moved to London, I found a huge effect on my well-being just because I couldn't, I was so confined and it was Need like nature. overwhelming for me. And I think everyone deserves that. And I'm lucky because I live by a park, but some of these flats I see in the dead center of London, like basically have no working hot water and it's just a cardboard box One of the most for out people. of touch comments I heard when I was discussing people struggling with the cost of living crisis was, you know, young people should start growing their own fruit and veg in oh the garden. That would be a solution. I'm like, what garden? Yeah, what who's garden? got a garden? We don't have even have a balcony. Yeah. You know? Some people don't have a window in a basement <laughs> flat. Yeah. You know, like what garden are we talking about here? There's a real kind of gulf in terms of what some people think the situation is like to what it actually is like living in it. I mean, you know? could you imagine you've got like a little mini garden in your living room? Like you've what you've got soil on the floor just to grow. <laughs> Who is this black person? Mold. That is the yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The black mold garden. I do have it, but it's not quite edible. <laughs> That's bonkers. No, and I think um I and I actually really want to know like what it's like for the rest of the UK. I think for you and I, obviously London is one of those places where everyone expects it to be incredibly expensive. And it's like people always say, No one can afford New York, no one can afford London. We all just try. And I don't think that that is actually the representation of what's happening right now. It's not that we're all like, oh, it's just expensive. Like, no, it's unaffordable. Yeah, I, mean, right. I, I say that to you, you know, Fran Liebowitz, she made that comment about yeah. living in New York. She was like, no one can live, afford to live in New York, but we do. Yeah. We make it work and you do make it work, but at what cost? expense, well, you know? The cost on your health is insane. Yeah, the mental health implications, I think, are huge and... Um, why shouldn't we be able to live in London? You know, when people say, you know, oh, well, well, why don't, don't live there then? Why shouldn't, you know, people be able to live in London? It's even worse if you're from London, you know, yeah. neither, of, neither of us are. You know, I've got friends that have lived in the same area for years and they're looking at renting, you know, they're moving out from their parents, they're looking at renting or buying and they're like, it's just sad that I can't live in the area that I've spent yeah. my entire life in and where my family are. And where close to all my friends and family that I've known forever. Yeah. And you know, it, that's why communities aren't being fostered anymore because those places where everyone's interconnected, uh, they're outbid by the person with the biggest wallet, basically. You know, those are the people going in there now who can afford it and- Yeah, and I mean, that's what's killing creativity in London, you know. I think invariably young creatives start out broke, but it's that creative energy that that fuels a city like yeah. London, like New York, that gives it the edge. You know, London has always had an edge because of its creativity, that the music scene, the art scene, the fashion scene. Yeah. That doesn't start with young people with money. You know, they need cheap places to rent, you know, affordable housing. You know, jobs where they can afford to spend time in a studio 
working on their craft, you know? Yeah. And that is dying. You know, and I think London is becoming this quite homogenized city, like you were saying, where it's for the wealthy. Yeah. And I also read something as well that was talking about, because I went to art school and there's a lot of conversation about the working class in creative industries, right? So some of the most successful and innovative creative people are from very low income backgrounds. You know, we're thinking like the Alexander McQueens, you know, people that have come in and they can't, they're not necessarily from this privileged background. And they were living in these huge warehouses, like warehouses you see in the films, in kind of, you know, not illegally, but, you know, they had very low rent. They could afford to not work very many hours and just hone in on their craft and get really good at what they can do. And like you say, that's not happening anymore because the wealth of information, people are monetizing space like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, there are no squatting rights anymore. No way. So those days are gone. I yeah. mean, look at pop-up shops. Even you and I have been exploring that. No one, even there's companies that won't even leave shops empty for a few days. They know they can monetize that. So there's going to be no free spaces anymore for people yeah, and to also, use. you know, even down to, you know, historically people would have been like, I'll rent out my spare room. Now they're renting it on Airbnb because yeah. they know they can earn more money. Um, but I mean, there, there are, I suppose, some opportunities. Like I did, um, what's it called? A living guard. I was a living guardian. Did you do that? Point. Wow. Yeah. So I had moved out of my flat that I was renting on Portobello. Then I rent for that was twelve hundred for a two bed, but it wasn't wow. a two bed; it was a one bed with a living room and converted into a bedroom. Yeah, and that's yeah. what so many Londoners do. So we had no living room. I was in the bedroom, and the my mate was lived in the living room. There was no, and we had no living room. That's kind of the norm, isn't it? Yeah. And then I crashed at a friend's for a while, and then I moved into. A, I became a living guardian, so I was living in a school in Queens Park. Wow. And it was four hundred pounds a month, and I and it it was slightly ensuite. I had my it was in the old office, so people when you went in you you could kind of there's numbers on each of the doors in the school. Yeah. You know, as as you go in, prospective people looking for a room, everyone was going for the large classrooms. I I, I want the space. I found this small little office that had a toilet and a sink. I was like, this is my room. This is it. 400 pounds. That's unheard of. But you have no security there. So there's a lot of people living in there were creatives, a lot of people working in retail because they just couldn't afford to get onto the traditional rental market. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's not just the struggle of getting onto the mortgage ladder. There's also real barriers to people getting onto the rental ladder. You know, if you if your credit rating isn't great, yeah. if you don't have any references, you know, yeah, also, if you don't have family that can be a guarantor. Yeah. So there are huge barriers to the rental market, too. And I don't think people are talking about this. You know, I hear about it on the shop floor all the time. You know, young people trying to sign for flat and scrambling around trying to find a guarantor. The amount of times that I've loads of my friends just have had to sofa surf for such a long time because it's like months on end on friends sofas mm. and working full time whilst doing that it's absolutely impossible and then when it, if you're working full time this is the other thing is time is time is a currency time the is viewings. worth money the viewings it's like yes this is really popular right now uh, we're doing reviewings tomorrow from this time to this time and it's like 
well, I'm in retail, I actually work at the weekends or I'm not off yeah, tomorrow. totally. I mean, I had no job security, although the guardianship was cheap, it was yeah. 400 pounds, I had no security and you don't. So somebody, the, the school was empty and then a, a, literally about three months later, a private school bought the building and we all had to vacate. We had like three days notice. Oh my gosh. But what you were saying about, you know, having that time to go to the viewings, if you work in retail on the shop floor, as we've spoken about before, about things like doctor's appointments, you say to your line manager, I, you know, I've got a viewing tomorrow. That's like to a line manager. They're like, they don't care. What? Yeah, they're like, they're like a what? That's not a priority. <laughs> you know, I went in the flats where I live now with my friends, there's like a courtyard, isn't there, in the centre? Yeah. I went down one morning. There's like 50, I swear to God, about 50 people. I thought it was a fire drill. <laughs> I asked someone, I was like, what's going on? They're like, oh, it's a house viewing. I'm like, it blew my mind. I went to a house Why viewing. Why would they allow that many people, you know? It's, it's beyond. I went to one just like that and it, it looked like... It's literally like a meat market. It looked like that they were running a brothel, the amount of people coming it in and out. So door. I walked into this place as well. And because you almost feel lucky that you've got been able to get attend the viewing because it's so hard to attend. And I literally got in there, smelled black Maltreve, a smell I know too well. And there were people in there willing to pay £2,500 for this one bed flat. When I knew and could see no windows, mould, ripped out kitchen. I mean, it was... Oh. Where does that leave people that work in retail? You know, well, if that's who people... No, and you know, will pay this money. You're on ten fifty an hour or you're on the minimum wage. And there's 50 prospective people looking for this flat. They're going to look at your application, look at your salary. And they'll be like, no. It's I know. No. It's going to say no. Yeah. You know, it's... It's a no from us. It's an impossible situation for people working on the shop floor. What yeah. do we do? What do we do? There should be like whole... You know what we should do? We should well, convert, are, e convert empty shops into nice little... Well, it's interesting you should say that because I think that, you know, this kind of dynamic shift to online that we've spoken about and, you know, empty high streets. High streets do need to kind of evolve. And I think there is scope for, you know, residential properties moving into formerly retail spaces. Yeah. Like I know I'd spoken about the Devonhams in Leeds was going to become uh, student housing. I think yeah. that fell through, but it's, it kind of gives you an idea. Or even live workspaces. So I have a friend in Notting Hill who, who actually has a mixed use space. So the the front is a retail shop and the back is residential. It's yeah. very tricky to get a mixed use yeah. license from the uh, local council. But I think then it would help almost to regenerate retail. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.